Today we had Mike Milden on the episode. It was a blast. You're going to love it. Subscribe, like, comment for fuck's sakes. <laughs> okay. All right. Podcast number four. Uh, we got Mike from For Heaven's Sake. And uh, first off, let's just get your, your general thoughts on... Uh, the, the next lockdown we just had to go through. I love the lockdown. Lock, lockdown is one of my, um, I think it's working and I think people are doing exactly what they're told. And I think uh, we have the greatest government in the world. Do you, do you like Doug Ford? I love Doug Ford. I love it. Oh, oh I love For those it. of you who don't know, that arm right there is actually Doug Ford. <laughs> He's making sure everyone loves Mr. Duck. The pirates, Doug said to his pirates. For heaven's sake. All right, those those other the worst segment we've ever done over the past. Gentlemen. You can just start the podcast right here. It's chilling with Sean and the hottest guy in the world, Luke Mitchell. Oh, my God. Well, we just wanted to make sure that everyone's politically correct. And if they have to get a knife to their neck. Our next segment is uh, Mike's. what's going to happen. Mike's playing salesman. Um, Mike, we would like you to sell the second Pfizer shot. I'm, I, my head's in the clouds. I don't know if I should get it. I got the Q and on selling me not to get it because it'll make me squirm on the ground and bleed. <laughs> but then I got the, uh, the liberals telling me definitely get it if you want to save the world. So please. And your sell. parents, you got your parents telling you. Yeah. 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 So to give context, do you have the first shot? In this uh, situation? No. Okay, so I'm selling you the second shot before the, you've had the first one. Exactly. Okay. <sighs> Make it good. How many times do you want to skip the line at Wonderland? How I'm many? I'm asking how many times. I'm asking a real question. How many times do you want to skip the line at Wonderland? I don't know. Uh, at least. You're in a long line. It's a high day. It's a three-hour line. Do you want to skip the line or not? Yeah, definitely. definitely. Skip the line. Okay, good. I want the fast pass. You got the fast pass. So what if I told you you don't need to buy the ticket when you buy my little fast pass in my arm? Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to get on your little behemoth roller coaster, stick something in your vein, and then you're going to have the time of your life. Then you're getting dropped. 50 feet in the air. Excuse me, salesman. Holding on for your life. Do you work for the, uh, the CIA? I see, yeah, so my question is in the back. Sorry. Do you work for the CIA? I work for uh, every place. Uh, okay, you seem trustworthy. I think I actually think I'm going to buy this now. Trust me. <laughs> I wish we could Trust zoom me. into his office. <laughs> Trust me. What a weird way to start the podcast. Okay, okay, okay. But Luke, okay, Luke, now what, what if you were the salesman? Yeah, for yeah. Pfizer. Yeah, what, what, what are you doing? Going really well. yeah, so you got to convince Mike how to... Uh, how tall are you? 6'8". Uh, 6'8"? Six, eight. Six, eight? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> well. That chair's not doing you any favors. You want to make it in this world? You want to be a big tough guy? Of course. I want to be a boxer. You want to be a boxer? Yeah, I want to be a big boxer. Okay. Well, I have the juice for you. It's called the Pfizer second shot. You put it in your arm, you'll grow big and strong. Bigger than six, eight, seven, five. Guaranteed. Okay. And then two years in. Tyson fight. Your veins will start bulging and you'll go, why didn't I take that? I got a Tyson. <laughs> now I feel funny. Maybe the QAnons were right. Now I get Captain America and then, big. Yeah. Oh, and then we turn into superhumans. How does that sound? 
You want the second shot? This is a win-win, honestly, for this guy. I'm going boxing. You're going boxing. You're getting the second shot. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> get him the second shot. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Ladies and gentlemen. Huge fan, huge fan of the Chillin' with Sean and Luke podcast. Don't say it the other way around because that's illegal. So <laughs> that's definitely illegal. My question is. You'll have to get the vaccine if you say it the other way. <laughs> we're, making, we're making vaccine jokes. We're making quarantine jokes because... We're, we're in, yeah, that's we're, we're in, in the middle of both. <laughs> yeah. yeah, five years from now, when this is all behind us, or we're still in the thick of it. <laughs> yeah. Today's time capsule. We can look, yeah, know? it's a time capsule. So you yeah, guys can we'll go back remember. and remember. Yeah. How remember those goofy <laughs> years when we were locked in our homes? <laughs> Wasn't that goofy? <laughs> that, that's the one thing. It's like, I just really want to like, know what the next... Like, I want to just jump five years ahead and just... Full of just the vaccines. See, yeah. see the, the, the end of this. The I end think, of the world. I think it's going to look like... You know, you look outside right now, you see those houses? See them? And yeah. the buildings and the... It's going to get comfy. Those are going to be uh, covered in, in vines because <laughs> humans won't be around anymore. It's going to be a desolate wasteland out there in five to ten. Everyone, every man for himself... Yeah, no, hey. Luke, you're terrifying, Mike. <laughs> so far, Luke's covered the vaccine of the apocalypse. We're, we're hot. We're hot. Luke, you look, need to be writing it's like, like a, a feature film yeah, right now. Yeah, I like, feel like if you wrote a feature film right now... See over be... there, kid. <laughs> They're going to be fucking eating each other over there. <laughs> I feel safe inside now. Yeah. Not in five years. Yeah, picture yourself. Your condo. Up on the 12th floor, lit up by Christmas lights. Everyone around you is fucking dead or eating each other. <laughs> the year's 2022. But you still got your Wii Nintendo. You're, you're content. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Dude, imagine that. All you got is Nintendo Wii. <laughs> <laughs> just, Wii just really good at Wii Tennis. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're playing in the online Wii Tennis Championships. Yeah. And like a community comes by and you're like, hey, like, do you need help? And you look at your, you have the thing on and you're like, I'll be good. I'll be just fine. Leave here. Don't worry, I got my Wii. Yeah, they're like, we're going to Detroit, the safe zone, the safe zone. We're going to make a run for it. And it's like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. And it's like, what's the Wii music? How do you play? It's like, beep, beep, go back. I don't know how it goes, but it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like very specific Wii music. And it just like drives your whole phone. You look outside. Like, I got so, oh, I was just saying, I got to figure out what the Wii music is. It's good. Do you, okay, here's the question. Do you like your cell phone? <laughs> Could I live without it? <laughs> I don't know. No, I, uh, I, I, I mean, I don't know if I like it. I can't imagine a world without it is a good, a good way to put it. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I wish I could be that guy that's like, just like, I'm going off the grid, but, oh, God. How often do you check your pocket and be like, I got it. It's here. It's here, like, twice, twice every 10 minutes. Yeah, it feels like kind of like a, a sick society where it's, you almost have to train yourself to avoid using it like i'll have mornings where i'm like all right not till 11 <laughs> no, no, I, I put on a, i put on like focus apps that like cancel you after uh, like after the 
an hour on Instagram. It's like, all right, time, you can't use this anymore. And then somehow I find a way around it. I'm like, hey, you can never stop me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd put one of those limits on Instagram, but then it says like, time limit is up, but you can just click. I just want to keep using it. So every day I would just keep using it. And I just say, it was, at least it's a good reminder of what a piece of shit I am. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have the same moment. I have the same like, moment. Fuck. Eventually I was like, you know what? Like I'm, I'm going to keep doing this. So yeah, I just took it off. But, but yeah, definitely the idea of being hopelessly addicted to my iPhone is becoming more of a realization. I think. Hell yeah. It's Hell yeah. too hard. Like, you can use it for productive means, I think. The notepad? Sure. That's where all my good my, ideas come from, you know? Like, when you when you are high or you're drunk and you're just, like, have, laughing, having a bit, you write something down. You might write song lyrics down, Sean, and you're like, return to it. It's great. That's a perfect use for it. Yeah. Now, if you got rid of the phone and had a notebook, that would be cool, too. I don't know. The but, voice memo? I do love the voice memo that that helps me a lot. That's good because you can sing. Yeah. yeah, you can just <laughs> write down a little riffs, some vocals, anything like that. Plus, I feel like I for, like sometimes you have an idea, and if I don't write it down right away, or even within five seconds, it's it's gone forever. Yeah, That's I, cell phone. I think those are the positive things about like the 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 notepad app, the the memo voice thing, the but, steps. Yeah, well, steps, steps are cool. Sometimes if I'm really drunk and I don't know how I got home, like, You're like did I Uber fuck. or did I <laughs> did I bike home? What was the what was my method of transportation? But, but I'm like, oh, well, I had ten thousand steps at two in the morning. I guess I walked. Yeah, I, I think that the the shitty thing is like the social media sites. I, I just wish we could didn't need them. I wish there was a way to get your stuff out. And you didn't have to log on Instagram. <laughs> like, it's true. Okay, I was thinking it's so addictive. Because I was thinking, I'm like, man, it's like every artist, every musician, everyone's always like, oh, I'd love to give up Instagram, but I, I, I have to do it. But I, I would love to see the time spent of me actually posting stuff and say interacting with fans or whatever. And then the time that I'm just scrolling. Yeah. Like, and then getting on, like, because I follow like a lot of football stuff. Like there was this like, really obese <laughs> kicker who's fucking amazing yeah that yeah. was fun yeah um but yeah they, or like workout stuff or music like whatever but the actual amount of time that i spend instagram doing something productive to further my career is like not a lot yes yeah. and i still keep telling myself that that's oh, no, i think I that's all of us in a nutshell because then because you're also I like need to have this even if you have it you're also like uh you're like well i don't post that much or you like you have some sort of status whether it's like you're super uh, like productive on it and you're constantly posting stories and getting followers but like i'm the type of guy that's like i haven't posted in a year like that's some sort of status thing but my excuse why i won't get rid of it is that exact reason where it's like i need it to promote my stuff exactly yeah. so hey we're in a we're in a freaking rabbit hole that we just can't get out yeah the other thing is like i don't really trust these fucking musicians or people that are just posting like 24 7 like it it seems so fucking fake. Like, I'm tired of looking at a photo of all these people. Like, like go write a record. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. do something. Like, I, it's like, previously, before all the, everything locked down, like, the music industry lived in the real world. You would go to a place with people, perform, and do things. But now, because everything's online, you can't do that. And it's like, everything is so digitalized. Like, if I want to see someone perform... I mean, I'm looking at my phone. 
Granted, I do love YouTube having all the live videos on there. But yeah, but you know what I mean? It's like oh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the status of having like so many followers or all this stuff or constantly posting. Like, you're not living really in the real world. You're and preaching what, the choir. At, at what point is it just boring being an artist, just posting another photo of yourself on the couch? Like, <laughs> yeah. As opposed to like going on a tour or like interacting with fans. Well, you just crave that, right? It's like if you can't get the validation on a live tour where people are screaming your name, then every like that comes in, you're like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, it's 400 likes. Fuck, fuck yeah. yeah Dude, I can't, I don't even get over fucking 25 likes, so. Hey. <laughs> well, you should go. You guys are living the high life. <laughs> that just means likes mean even more to you, so every like, you're like, oh, fuck, <laughs> yeah. that's good. I, used, God, I went I from like getting likes. like 100 likes to like fucking 14 to 35. Yeah. I must have said something about someone. <laughs> People just hate it. <laughs> I must have really rubbed someone wrong. And then he just behind the scenes like, let's get rid of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, so, so there's some deep conspiracy over Luke's loss of life. Yeah. Mike, you have a big show out. That's why I'm here. Yeah. That's, this is, the, is that it? I've never met you two. <laughs> I've never met you two. Never. Uh, I'm just here really to... He found us on the street with a bunch of podcasting equipment and said, hey, 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 you two. These two. I see potential. Yeah. You, so yeah you podcasters have... are like the, like, you know when DJing was a big thing where everyone's like, dude, I'm a DJ. Like, come see my DJ yeah, set. Yeah, yeah. That was true. podcasts. It's like, everyone's like, yo, I'm a podcaster. <laughs> like, come yeah. on my podcast. Yo, come on my DJ podcast. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> That's the ultimate. Yeah. Dude, we just have a podcast where we sit around and listen to my DJ set. <laughs> yeah. We have other DJs on too. Yeah, Luke and I almost tried to be DJs. Oh my God, we for, did for a good what? like <laughs> twenty days. We've tried it all. <laughs> like, Literally, really? Yeah, yeah we, we did. did. We did. Uh, I think we watched the Avicii documentary, and we're like, <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, this would be sick. <laughs> we got like all the things. Oh man, I spent so much money on gear. Luke's girlfriend, <laughs> she, like Luke gave. I'm like, listen, it, we have potential. Like, <laughs> I got the work ethic. Work ethic. Sean's got the musical know-how. <laughs> I just pictured Luke in front of a crowd, he's like, let's get wild. Thank dude. Christ, I didn't become a DJ. It's like the worst time ever to be a DJ. Oh yeah. Yeah, imagine we like got really stupidly good. It's like DJing and fucking stand-up comedy or any comedy right now. You may as well just shoot yourself in the head if you're Canadian because it ain't coming back for a long fucking yeah. time. I feel like one translates to one, like, you could adjust your comedy to, like, somehow, like, you could start a podcast. Just do si live sets like, on Omegle? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Omegle. <laughs> That's a good one. Roast people on Omegle. But DJing, it's such, like, a, a live, like, you're with everybody, and it's just, like, a crazy time, so... Uh, so Mike, tell us about your new show. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I mean, for heaven's sake, streaming live now on uh, what? Uh, Paramount Plus in the United States and CBC Gem in Canada. Yeah, you. Uh, I mean, you have a podcast with the my comedy partner Jackson Rowe, who is also in the show. Yeah. And follows us, uh, going back to where my cottage is, Minden, Ontario. So in 1934. My great great uncle disappeared. Okay, this is a true story. This is a real documentary, uh, and basically, it's uh, it's Jackson and I trying to solve this case 87 years later using my family and like the town, right? And hijinks ensue. So, and hi what? Hijinks. Hijinks. Hijinks ensue. What's that? 
It's like, you know, we get goofy. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's definitely like an amazing show. I mean, you guys have gotten good reviews so far, right? Great reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, so I learned this thing about Hollywood where, uh, like, you really have to know people to get... Oh, ladies and gentlemen, Mike learned a thing or two about Hollywood. Hollywood. And I'm here to bestow the Hollywood (laughs) knowledge. Uh, (laughs) Like, not everybody has time to review your show. So it's like... The, the networks have to have connections within the place and then also like the show needs to pick up steam for to like get a lot of reviews. So we got like seven or eight and they were all very positive. So like our Rotten Tomatoes is a hundred, but it's like we only have seven reviews on there and like to be like like certified fresh, you need 20 reviews. And we're like climbing that ladder. You oh know? my God. So it's, a, it's a weird thing. So, uh, but either way, the people that watch it, like it's not just critics and stuff. Like most people respond well to it. So. That's cool. That's cool. That's just yeah, why like, you make art sometimes. What I was saying when I was watching and you, I, we watched the first ep- episode together, I said, like, it just looks fucking good. You know, like, it looks really cinematic. The, it all, in, like, each episode, I don't know if I'm ruining anything here, but each episode kind of follows its own unique storyline to the murder. Yeah. And I feel like every episode, there's a new kind of personality that you follow around. And it's, you'd almost be like, this is, this kind of feels like a Nathan for you thing where the people feel so perfect for the situation that you just like can't help but laugh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you're just like getting these real reactions. It's just, it's great. Like when that guy falls off the ladder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's like what the best thing about making a documentary like unscripted is, is like for Nathan, for you, you know, these people are real. And the same thing for this, when you watch it, you're like, oh, this guy's like a real mechanic or this is a real guy in this small town. Or, and it's just, it makes it so much more, I don't know, authentic when these people mess up or these people do stuff and it's just like real life. And oh man, it's, it's for me, that's what I loved about the style of comedy is you're just capturing gold without you having to be funny. Uh, like hopefully Jackson and I are still funny in it, but it's like, we're not the stars. Like this small town is the stars, the mysteries, like the stars. So uh, yeah, yeah to your point there's a lot of good people in it like even uh, even the people are continuing like there's a facebook group of like two thousand people right like still trying to figure out what happened to this guy who died in 1939 basically we started a like we've started uh and this goes back to our social media thing where it's like we started a facebook group too like while we were there filming and being like trying to get the town buzzing and being like hey guys we're doing mystery nights like you should come and like there was like 80 members like maybe a hundred like that. But we started with like five to 25 and, and no one was fully invested. And then all of a sudden the show comes out and we didn't advertise this group. They just all migrated here. And On now a Facebook group? Yeah, we're from 82 to 2000 and they're all like posting their theories and they're like, people are getting mad that we didn't do stuff. And it's just like, I mean, I had to separate myself. I had to like stop checking the group because, but now my, all, all my family's like, did you see this post where they call your mom hot or my aunt hot? And I was like, <laughs> I was just like, I can't do anything. Like the show's out in the world and uh, people are talking. Like, oh my God. But That's it's a, pretty cool though. Having a Facebook forum and people actually like openly discussing it. Oh, it was great. It was, uh, it's very cool, but it's like, it's one of those things where we've created a monster and we just have to step back. It's yeah. like, well, you've been getting like direct messages from people like who are like self-policing it. They were yeah, like, exactly. they have like negative things to say about certain characters in the show. <laughs> yeah, there's just a whole bunch of. Just, so, does this mean you could potentially have, like, a season two? I was like, the are whole- we thinking season two on this podcast? Are we gonna find this dead guy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe everyone that has these ideas be like, listen, we're we're shooting round two. We, we need we, to get to the bottom of this. We've like, uh, we've completely opened it up and like, hey, here's the police reports. Here's like everything, and it's just like, 
take the baton, like do it. You know, it's just like, we, we've exhausted all our efforts. Like the town, we just, we just got by without people being like super upset with us. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of like, we wouldn't go back unless someone was like, I found the body. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, that happened in the show. And then someone, and then it, it ended up not being the right, like the guy just took us on a goose chase. Uh, so why, why do you think everyone was upset with you? But in the you have to you have to watch town? the documentary, but it's like we basically Jackson and I go in so hot as these like detective these basically these comedians that are like we could solve this crime and we have no idea how to do be detectives so we right. just like blast things out into the town and we're like theories and like someone said this someone said you killed this person like and then some it got back to some families and they were like you can't just say this shit unless you have things to like back it up. So it's, uh, yeah, turns I mean, out I did. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> even just, yeah, even just like some of the phone calls you get. And Mike, like during it was telling me, he's like, man, I had to like tell this, like speak to this one family. It's yeah. not like what I had to say. It's like the guilt of actually putting people like in the line of fire, putting them like on live TV type thing yeah. for, especially for like an old murder. Exactly. <laughs> From like, you're associating their family to like some murder that they may not have been involved with. It's just the guilt is like, yeah, that's pretty much. And both Luke and I, I even say in the documentary, I'm like, I'm not good with confrontation. And Luke says the same thing where we're both not good at like when emotions are at us. Like, and so it's just like, I was like, at some points I was like, Oh my gosh, I do not know how to handle this situation right now. Uh, so things got real is the best way to put it. Sean. Things got real. <laughs> things got, it went from like jokey and we're all having fun. And then it's like, okay, we're definitely doing something not great. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's all I'll say on that. Dude, was there like a point of no return that you kind of got to or it, it just, you just ja- realized like, okay, we might be annoying some people. Jackson, uh, we, got a, we got a show to film. Yeah, exactly. And it could kind of work to the advantage of the show doing well. Well, kind of. It was like, we were very oblivious to it all. And then like once it came back, like once it fired back at us, we were like, uh, like Jackson said a good line. He's like, you can't have your cake and eat it too. It's just like, you're making a true crime documentary where you're accusing somebody of doing this thing. in one of your theories, and it's like, unless you did it in a tasteful way, which we didn't until we kind of like flipped the script, uh, like halfway through the documentary. But like, we basically like, it's just like, you're making a genre that like very much puts people in the hot seat and puts like, takes things that are like a level five and then you juice it up with music and graphics and everything. It makes it feel like a 10. So everything feels a little more intense. And we played into that because we were like, it's a true crime comedy, but we're leaning into the, like the true crime aspect. So everyone feels like the intensity, even though if you really think about it, it was all just like, it's all just like stories and hearsay, but we make it feel real. Cause that's how Jackson and I felt at the time. We were like, this is what happened. And like, we're yeah. so excited. So it was a, uh, and that was cool because it's a documentary, so we figured that out as we went. It was like, it was, it was a weird process where we were doing it, we felt so good, and then it was like, I feel like a piece of shit, I feel like everyone hates me in this town, it's like, I feel like we have to do something, and you'll see, you'll see how it all works out. Did, uh, did you have to like get your, kind of like, yourself in a, a mind frame, and kind of put yourself in this like headspace of... Uh, you know, you, obviously you said you guys aren't really detectives, but did you kind of have to do... Do something to your to your mind psyche. to make it to your psyche, psyche yeah. to like to, to, to play that character, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but to play that character because you do have to go to people and interview them, right? You can't be 
You have to, you have to like make sure you're in the right headspace. You know no, I mean? yeah. Like, was there something that you used to like psych yourself up for it? It's a great question, Sean. It's a great. So we we basically like the first we went up in blocks. So we would go up like for a week, film, and then go back for a week and be like, okay, what did we get? Go up for two weeks, come back and be like, okay, where's the story now? And like, so each time, so the first time we went up, like it was the like it was very nerve wracking because it's about my actual family. So it was like we had to interview my family and kind of like. Just, we never asked two difficult questions, but it was still nerve wracking. We had to like send a crew of 12 people, move their furniture around. And I was scared of pushing anybody's buttons or anything. And uh, I remember one of our EPs was like, you guys need to come in hot. Like you guys need to like, you're making eight episodes. You should give us this right. like huge pep talk. And then, so when we went back, it was like, we got great interviews and great footage that first week. But the next time we went up, it was like, we're going on the radio station. We're blasting this out. We're like, we really, in order to move the story forward, it's like the only way you could solve a cold case is like getting the word out. Mm -hmm. So we had to make sure like the papers had the story, like the local radio had the story. Like they all knew we were doing, like we had mystery nights. So we just like blasted all these theories out and we're like, this is everything we know. And then people would like give us little tidbits being like, Oh, well my father actually built the road as well. And it was like, all right, let's talk to this guy. And then you slowly figure out who you were like, what lanes to go down. But yeah, it was, uh, to, like even the mustache, like I had a mustache while filming. I was just like having that mustache. I looked weird, but I was like, this is like some sort of guard. It's like, yes, this is a different yes, person yeah. than me, even though it's with my real family. And it's like, so I had to like forget all that stuff sometimes. And just like, you know, when something's working, you have to like push, the scene or something you know what you need for the edit sometimes and you're like all right well we gotta get this like this tv show and we we have to fill these episodes uh but that's where that's why i like where this story goes because it's a lot of exposing exactly what you're talking about where it's like all these people want this like shock value television and then we slowly realize like this these are the stakes to get that footage mm -hmm. and we kind of just like because it was happening in real time we all included that and uh we didn't shy away from like, oh, Jackson and I messed up. Like we definitely didn't do the right thing in certain situations. So <laughs> definitely, yeah. it kind of reminds me Good of question. when mm -hmm. we were when we were kids and we would go out and interview people when we were like sixteen years old, and you just like. <laughs> You're trying to get the most ridiculous answers, but like midway through, you just feel so guilty. And I, you're just fully emerged in that because you're with that person probably like four hours. Yeah. So it's not like you can just go out for five minutes and be like, hey, how do you feel about this? And expect something crazy. It's like you have to keep laying in for four straight hours, right? Like, yeah. You were great at that. You were like, I don't know. You, you were so good at just like you're fast, like, uh, fast talker when people were responding to you and i was just so nervous all the time when we were doing those and it's just like we would film for like five hours we might we maybe had like two minutes of good footage because <laughs> yeah. it was like a lot of the times we didn't do like what uh i guess at that time casm g was our like like california on did you ever watch that don't i don't think so. it was where he was really good at like street interviews and we just like were we didn't know what we were doing we like saw these people that we wanted to be like kyle mooney doing his awkward interviews and we we're like this is our thing now. Yeah. And like, and then we just didn't know. It was, I, I, we have so, so many stories from that. <laughs> yeah. what, what was one of the stories? Oh my God. I don't, I don't even know if we should get it. We get, we got kicked out of uh fan expo. Uh, and it was just, it was just, this guy just freaked out and he went and told security and he was just like, uh, 
Luke made a joke about like his his uh, spandex being too tight. Yeah, it was basically like he had really tight spandex on, and fan expo. There's like a lot of like hot chicks. And I'm like, are you scared of getting a boner in those pants? Which is a good <laughs> Which question. Is a good question. And he went and fucking told fan expo police. Yeah, and it was like <laughs> it was so awkward because. They like what you were expecting a reaction and you got the complete opposite. Yeah, oh, we got a reaction. You're thinking he was gonna be like laughing or think it's funny, but then he was like really offended. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You You gotta know your audience. I'm (laughs) telling on you. Yeah, exactly. So, and then basically, like, then they came, the security came and they weren't gonna kick us out, but then one of our friends had a loud mouth and like, then he's like, you know what, you're out. And they made it a like, I guess Fan Expo security doesn't do a lot of like. Uh, aggression uh, well just like they aren't doing much else things so we had an army surrounding us like yeah. clearing people out of the way to get us to out. get us out and there's like four that was the end of our go. yeah that was like the end of our fucking live interview career yeah that was the one where we were, like, we were so scared yeah it was it was all jokes and then it was like okay well this is a good reminder Dude, if anything that, that should have boosted your want to we, keep doing it mm. Dude, what, who was looking at you like charmander and pikachu <laughs> Well, the most awkward Link thing, was giving me some fucking dead eyes. The yeah. most awkward thing is we got in there because one of our friends was, uh, or no, my one of my dad's friends was the president, and so he oh, gave sh- us like VIP passes to like everything, and and then I was like, we had this army kicking us out. So the entire <laughs> time, my head was down, being like, the worst he- part was he got fired after that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, if Joking. he sees me right now, I'm going to crumble. I'm going to feel so garbage. Like, yeah. Uh, but, you guys were young though, too, right? Oh, we, we just were. I think really eighteen. No, uh, no, no way. Fourteen. We might have been like 15? sixteen or seventeen. Oh, really? It maybe you. You might be right. I know. It was one of those times where it was like, we don't. We're not meant to do on the street interviews, or at least <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I definitely had a realization. The all that. gas, no breaks guy. He's is a good example. Of a like, legend. He's a. He's good at it because he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't make the situation pro- provocative. Like he would he never say, "Are you gonna get a fucking boner in those pants?" He just like gives the mic to a guy and he's like, "Hey, what's going on here?" Yeah, it's yeah. Like, and then he, just, like, he yeah. lets the character like that's what I mean about like uh, the small town. It's like a lot of people are just funny because they're themselves, and it's just mm-hmm. like uh, that's him. Everywhere he goes, he puts himself in dangerous situations and like very hilarious situations, and just like asks like follow up questions and just gives them more time to like. Not be the crazy person. Yeah, be the crazy person. And he goes to the, like the the flat Earth convention. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't shy away from the crazy <laughs> people. So, like Ryan Long is the better example of someone who's like in your face. Like, oh, kind this is oh, this questions. is how you feel about the uh, LGBTQ movie. Like, he gets in their faces about crazy shit. Yeah. So he's the one trying to be the goofball, whereas All Gas is trying to be like the on the street interviewer in a proper way, but like not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the editing makes it. So, so good, yeah. Because it just makes anybody saying something sound ten times stupider. I don't know if this is true, but I know he's like not posting a lot because he's working on something. But he, him, and the absolutely guys had a deal together, like the development deal, and then now they split. So I don't know what happened there. What I, I think he's absolutely—it's a Tim and Eric's uh, oh, production company. I think what happened was uh, he posted saying he when he was young. He accidentally like signed a deal giving all the rights to all gas, no breaks to this company. So I guess maybe, I don't know the second part of absolutely, but maybe absolutely accidentally signed like a deal with all gas, no breaks. So oh, he see. technically wasn't a part of it. And I guess it fell through. Oh, interesting. I yeah. mean, at the end of the day, what does he need absolutely for? 
I just, I get, I get. He's built his fan base. Like he's oh, really man, he's so, fa- his Patreon was killing it. Everything was killing it. Why would you need absolutely, like, just, maybe for the editors? Like Yeah, it's like, uh, well, it's just like, for, yeah, I, I think you guys are right. Where it's like, if he was to go to a place like Adult Swim, they would be like, yeah, we love your, like, absurd interviews. We would love this. Having absolutely just helps that argument. Like, they're like, well, you've never made a TV show before. You guys have made many smash hits. You believe in him. We work with you all the time. Let's do this. Like, mm-hmm. Right. So, oh, maybe so he w- maybe was wanting a, like a legit t- TV show. And like, there's also the t- talk about like how to make that format look like last in 22 minutes, which he's done. Like he did a Bigfoot episode and it's so funny. If you haven't seen it, I think I it's, did, like, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. That. And it's like 20 minutes and it's just like, he holds it perfectly. Uh, so maybe that was like a tester and, uh, but anyways, it, it was that's what production that like absolutely would help him develop his voice into 22 minutes and like help sell like also just guidance and mentorship and like building his brand and stuff. But he, I almost enough. yeah, I almost enough. I almost feel like now you get that audience, you can find someone to mentor you, and you could probably fund your own production and then sell us a, like a subscription fee to a monthly. Oh, I'm gonna put a a 28 minute minute video out per month. Dude, that, I yeah. think people are just more tied to having the name behind them now. I think it's becoming more and more evident that you, if you build your own fan base, which is the fucking hardest part, yeah, you can be self-sustaining and like make your own. That's a, that's it. Shows, yeah, he's, right? he's making like, I think if you go to his Patreon, it's a crazy amount of money a month. Look at Tim like, Dillon. The guy's making like 140k a month. A month, exactly. Canadian. Like <laughs> the overhead costs of him is like his producer, uh, like whatever. What's his producer name? Matt, Luke, Ben, Ben. Wow. You just have to be willing to say what Tim Dillon's saying because yeah, that's yeah, how you yeah. build a fan base like that. That's a, that's a picture. <laughs> but same with all gas, no breaks, and like most YouTube comedians we know or like that have made it are now self-sustaining off of uh, off of their Patreon. Patreon, and it's just like. I guess it's just that like childhood dream where it's like, oh, it'd be so cool to make a TV show. And it's just like, I, we made a TV show and it's awesome. It's just also, you have to go through like legal, you have to go through all this stuff, like big, a lot of like network notes and like, it's all good. Like good people involved. You learned a lot. Learned a lot. Exactly. So it's just, but like, if you could skip all those phases, like Tim Dillon, he's already talking about making a feature. Yeah. his, His whole thing is like, I don't like. He could probably, in two months or three months, he could probably fund that feature. Oh, my God. It's crazy how much money he made. Even if he was running out of money, he's like, oh, fresh 100K. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, he's like, I got to buy a Bentley or something. Yeah, He just has those days where he's just, it's so great. But, wow. Um, I I was going to ask, like, what, after making the show, what would you say, like, you, what's your dream, like, thing to make now is it a comedy or is it more serious like what, do you, what if you could make anything next what Where would do you it be see yourself in five years? would it be a podcast <laughs> would it be live performance in hidden uh valleys yeah exactly <laughs> uh I, i'm always like i'm the fi- like i'm the film guy personally i love improv i'm not great at stand-up but i've done it uh i love just like the process where you like film you write something you have fun writing or it's a it's a hell of a process to write it either one filming like editing everything changes like through the process and then like your final products your final products like uh so i really like just definitely the filmmaking aspect so 
would it be TV? Would it be a feature? Honestly, whatever funds me at this point, like whatever we can make a living off of to do what we love is kind of the, the, the goal. I right think for all of us in this room yeah <laughs> but paying the bills yeah so I, if in a perfect world best case scenario we're writing and selling like we're selling another tv show uh and like it's the workaholics thing where it's just like your creators your executive producers and you're writing every episode and then i get to throw my name as a director every now and again uh so well, yeah. you've set yourself up pretty well for that situation, hopefully. <laughs> it's crazy. See, it feels like it's crazy. It's like, not this, this isn't crazy. It's just crazy how many people are now picking up filmmaking. And it doesn't scare me. It's just very interesting. Like, now when you talk to people that are TikTokers and stuff, it's just like, they can do all these crazy film tricks. And it's like, it's just like, everyone now has the goal to be like a content creator. Yeah. Which then leads to like, the also the dream of like, selling a tv show and all that stuff and it's just like it's cool because that just opens up more avenues for uh outlets and like different everybody needs content like brands yeah. like tvs like it'll never run dry but it's like wow we you, are now we have a competition like, yeah you you gotta really fucking stand out now and the older we get the younger on the like the young guns like we're still young but it's like the young guns are getting better and it's just like now those guys are your competitor and it's just like uh not even competitors, just collaborators. Like, just like people that are like, that's the one thing from the show where it's like, we were working with people that were better than us. So it's like, uh, if you could do that and just like learn from it, then it's the best case scenario. Cause then you could take that to your next thing. Right. Yeah. It's kind of funny to think that we're, I guess every generation, at least for me, it wasn't very common to have a video camera in your house. I mean, at least for my parents. Yeah. Like, there was probably, like, your uncle who had a video camera or someone random. But the, the, I feel like the average Canadian or American in 2000 didn't have a video camera. Yeah. Certainly not a video camera in their pocket. It's a Sony handy so, That's yeah, what everyone had. That, and then you'd have to upload it to your, I don't know, your... Windows oh, 95. Dell. Yeah, your <laughs> Dell. Pete, like, I don't know what people are using back then, but yeah. it would be so tough, and editing would be so tough. But now, you are right. Like There are younger kids that, that are so handy with it, and they can do everything just sitting down on their phone. Dude, I see this and edit on, on TikTok. Cool. It'll be cool to see where people take it. Yeah, that that edit on TikTok where like they, the bodies are frozen in place, and they, they walk and like land in the I next... Do. I'm like... When did Jack Black become better at fucking editing than I am? Yeah, Jack Black does some <laughs> fucking crazy. Kills. But it yeah. might not be I'm him like, I literally go like, I better get good at podcasting because I am going to get pushed out of the market and every other fucking... <laughs> like, more and more I go, oh my God. Yeah. Like, I got to get funnier. No, it's <laughs> yeah. it's a Jack little... Black has an amazing TikTok, though. That's, yeah. He's, he's killing it. He started the YouTube. Like, he's just gone... His personality just translates to every single freaking app yeah he's just a funny guy he's got this energy that's so contagious but yeah that's your point it's just like for especially tiktok it's like uh like we we used to work for this guy that uh i still work with him sometimes but he's on tiktok and now he's scouting like he's scouting people that can do these cool camera tricks and you can offer that to a brand you can go to like mcdonald's and we could do this with a big mac and it's like it's just like yeah we'll take that like 15 seconds that looks like it would go viral and then it's this weird hybrid where it's like there's the well that was phil the guy we had before he said he was he made that uh that video for his song 
Yeah. And he was getting hit up by all these different brands being like, oh, yeah, he's actually good at, like, editing and he's more creative. So now, like, yeah, there's people trying, like, I mean, I'm working on a marketing degree, but I'm sure there's a lot of people in, like, marketing and advertising that, I mean, yeah, you could lose your job to a TikToker because they can just whip up a sweet ad where before you'd probably have 10 people in a room debating over what kind of like video angle you should do. Yeah. It's all, it's, and you it's, can just outsource it to a 15 year old kid. <laughs> now that, now that I think about it, it's like, we should have seen the fucking, what's it called? What's the saying? Like the, the whatever in the water, but um, yeah, yeah. that Whoa. with vine, like vines were six seconds. We should have seen it coming where it was like, Oh, maybe like uh, the high end cinematography will be obsolete with, with iPhones and then it'll be 15 second videos. Like we should have seen that coming. Yeah. But no, I would like, uh, what do I like the guy I referred to is he's seen it for like five or seven years. He's like, it's a, it's like, a, it's a, it's a seven second thing. Like, or, and it goes back to being completely addicted to your fucking exactly. phone. He's like, you every know? time he pitches a brand, they're like, Hey, you could pay a hundred thousand dollars for this marketing firm or you eat like 250,000 for this great looking commercial, or you can get something funny and viral on your phone, 15 seconds and make this influencer do it. And it's just like. All right, well, that one sounds good. Yeah. But there's still Let's the pay two. this guy a thousand bucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, that's how it goes. And, uh, but it's it's a wild industry we live in. I'm fascinated by it, and I think you need to like you need to the times need to you need to adjust to the times like Luke's talking about, but it's uh it's a crazy changing world. I don't know if TikTok will be around in 5 years. Ha- so. Have you ever like tried to make TikToks? Do I we had a we had, we had a whole sketch. We were ahead of the times, man. We had a whole sketch. TikTok ruined my life. Yeah, where we did TikToks two years ago, um, and the the whole thing was like Jackson and John, the trophy husbands. We were like, okay, come to this week with ten sketch ideas, and if you don't, jokingly, you have to you have to post a TikTok every single day, and like this is when it was just like just it was finding its audience of like fourteen year olds. Uh, but it had musically before then, so it was still a big thing, but not many people like it wasn't quarantine TikTok. Big. It wasn't mainstream. Yeah, like there there was a point in quarantine where TikTok took off. Anyway, so we were doing it and then we had all these TikToks where like let's write a sketch. We we made like fifty TikToks where we were like doing the stupid dances and everything. And we wrote a whole sketch, posted it, no one got the TikTok references of like and now I talk to my friends and they're like, Wow, that was that was ahead of its ahead time. Ahead of its time. Yeah. And, and you know what? I do we like I do what you guys do where you post uh, like podcast clips and stuff mm-hmm. like just trying to find an audience. Like the the worst thing that can happen is you post these clips and just people see it and then they're fans of you. So we post like different sketches uh, in clips, but I'm never like, "What's up, guys?" <laughs> like yeah. I'm never that guy. It's funny my doctor uh, Tarnaki one where I'm ripping the bong full of Moderna vaccine. They they like ban that video from TikTok. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like well, at the two first parts, and then I'm just ripping this bong with like quote unquote Moderna Vax as like the, <laughs> the hitter, and they ban that. That's I amazing. was just like, that's the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen. But um, it is funny how right now it feels like there's about 25 to I would say 35 year olds are more into like podcasting and longer format stuff, whereas the younger 24 to like 14 is more into tiktoks and fast hitting stuff so it's gonna be really weird to see what happens in the next like five years yeah especially when the even younger generation comes up you're gonna be like your brain's gonna fucking fry there's going to be a point where it's like 
at some point we're not going to know the next thing. And that's where it's because it's like, even when we talk about this TikTok stuff, like some, like some people are like, what? Like, what is this stuff? And we're going to get to that point where there's like, there's an app called Waverly. What's this Waverly thing? Dude, if, it almost feels like right now, like I, I was having this self thought. I'm like, I feel like I'm spreading too thin. Like I'm on fucking TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, fucking, I, I'm like, what am I doing? Like I am spread thin here. Like I'm spending so much time editing clips for certain <laughs> sizes and shit. I'm like, this is insane. But it's what you have to do, right? To diversify, like one of the TikTokers, it's like a young kid. He's got like 20 million followers and he's just like, I don't, he even said, he does the podcast with Dave Portnoy, Josh right. Richards. And he was like, I think after this, only like 15 to 25 TikTokers are going to come out, like being able to transfer their fan base into something else. And it's like, there's a hundred million freaking people. I don't think he's completely right, but there's like a hundred million people on that app or maybe a billion now. Anyway, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah Cause then when the next thing comes, there's going to be the child stars of that. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's going to, it's all going to constantly be breeding a new, even if you think of like music in the sense of like music in the fifties, music in the sixties, like it's like every 10 years, there's, the switch yeah where everything changes like artists change styles change somebody posted a video of like high school in 2001 and it was all these people with these cams and yeah. it was insane to see what people <laughs> yeah. looked like yeah, like holy hell like it was mind-blowing i just i think the next thing is vr like the big thing will be you're in a room you're vring everyone like it's gonna be it's kind of starting with zoom yeah, is but, not but now how it is. Yeah, right? now it'll be like a VR version of Zoom. It'll just the screen. It's already happening. Like a Domo is doing like a VR YouTube channel, and it's like you can like literally sit in a room where Shaq's talking to everyone. Really? <laughs> it's crazy, man. Oh, yeah, man. I've had VR before. It's the best. It's like it's it's the best until it's like it gets old. It's like it, the like. Have you guys ever done VR porn? No. Yeah, it's life changing. Scary. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I could only do it a couple times because I was like, this is too futuristic and it's like, it's weird. Like you're in the room, you can look to, to the, like the side of the bedroom and then like someone comes through the door and it's like a girl and you go, oh no, oh no. <laughs> no way. Like yeah. It's, and then like, it made me nervous. Like my heart started racing and I was dating someone at the time. I thought I was like cheating. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> it was crazy. Imagine but, when they start pumping smells into that. Well, no, there's, then there's a sensation difference because everything's happening and then you're using your hand and it's just like you can feel like you can tell and obviously that's the disconnect so i when you see those sci-fi like futuristic things it's like when someone's like hooked up to a machine and they got that vr thing just like <laughs> <laughs> it's the funny like i could see that i know that exists now but i could see that becoming like a future uh that, that's that's something in, in our cards yeah I, I, speaking of being ahead of the times I, I was doing the vr second city bit i wrote a whole sketch about this guy like his his life around him is falling apart like he can't keep the house warm his fucking family is leaving him but like in his vr world his family is amazing they're yeah. basically royalty like everyone loves them and it's just it's just like we're heading we're literally heading in that direction where everyone's gonna live in little fucking condos that are like 40 square feet and then they're gonna go into this vr like hub and just basically zonk out and then oh, yeah. go to this escape where they're like on roller coasters in their vr thing to shake. <laughs> you're hooked up to like all these cords it's like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
It's just a cargo line. It's just a cargo line for eternity. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, VR, like, but VR hasn't taken off. It's definitely part of the future, but it's really hard to like slow. It's, it's crazy to think it's going to be so good that you can like legally murder someone because it's just VR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's going to be crazy. What a I sweet relief. I didn't even think about that. Legally, like, actual- what do you mean? Well, right now, if you murder someone, it's game, set, match. They're dead. But <laughs> VR, you fucking just, like, slit their throat, and it doesn't matter. They're just bleeding out just data. Like, picture, like, the GTA games and stuff. Right, like, right, you're right. going to be able to, like, just, like... <laughs> and, <laughs> and you can actually feel... You could feel the snap. Because oh, you would have, like, those gloves yeah. on that, like, keep the pressure and yeah. stuff. Oh, my you're God. You're choking someone out, and they're looking up... <laughs> <laughs> and you just feel like the just the life leaving their body and then you, you have to like take a shower but, after and, like in the <laughs> real world you're just like just like hand on the one part of the shower like, yeah. that's the best yeah, exactly. i just picture you're like literally killing someone in vr world but like in your in your little like cubicle you're just like this <laughs> like everyone else knows they're like oh luke's fucking murdered yeah. <laughs> Or it's like less of like shaking around. It's oh, like you have to make the movements. So it's it's literally like <laughs> it's like just like you have to make the movements. So someone walks into your room and you're just like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> like Timothy, what are you doing? <laughs> Bob, get out! I'm ta- I'm in the Vietnam War, just absolutely ransacking this village. <laughs> just because I kill someone in VR. Yeah, because yeah, then the ethics will come into play just like it did with Grand Theft Auto when it first came out. They're like, oh, you're killing cops. That's going to mean that you're going to kill cops in real life. It's like the and argument, like, Fuck, the argument stays the same where it's like, you're just pressing a button in these games. And then it's just like, you're just holding someone's throat for 45 to 130. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, like, and watching them slowly lose we their We all life. know it takes at least three minutes. Yeah, exactly. Die. It's like, the game <laughs> is just a game. It's like... <laughs> Dude, imagine like you could literally... that's such a cool idea you can like just go i could go fucking murder you just hey mike how's it going (laughs) (laughs) then you call me up she's like dude why'd you fucking kill me yeah Yeah, but people people could know if you've murdered them in like the vr world (laughs) like you turn on your phone and you're like 20 people just murdered me you're like shit what the hell did i do last night impressions yeah exactly (laughs) Oh, it, 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 we're ready. That could be a Black Mirror episode. Well, the, the, I was about to say, like, literally that is a version of a Black Mirror episode where this guy is a super, like, introvert. The Star Trek one, you know the one where... Right, right, right. So yeah, he, yeah, like, yeah. creates digital copies of Luke and you and then holds them prisoner and, like, completely takes, like, just this absolute power trip in his world he created. And it's fucking... Dude, that was a good episode. I haven't that seen that episode in, like, ones, man. a long time. They have two VR ones, right? The other one was where the two best friends start banging each other. Yeah. That yeah. was cool. That was a great one. Because yeah. we, it's, like, one of those ideas where it's just, like, we would all do it. There's no way I wouldn't, like... You'd if, fuck your friend? I probably, like... Why? Okay, maybe not, my, like, I don't, maybe not my friend, but, like, if I... Jackson's had to, in VR. You're gonna bang him? If he was a hot that, chick, probably... <laughs> There was there was like a second storyline right where they like met up and then no no did they kiss I don't not gonna, I don't care let's remember. get into detail here so but Jackson's like, wearing a skirt no I'm not saying <laughs> no no okay the idea is it you're, got weird you're fight you're fighting a character and you forget that it's your friend and then you feel everything it's basically like you're just you're just like it's almost like you're cheating but in a world where you're not cheating and it's just like it's a wild idea to explore good for black because they weren't actually 
They, they didn't even have to be they in had, the same room. They, they had these sensor caps that like mm-hmm. basically make you feel everything you would. And so like as like as they were hooking up, it's just like you feel everything like that's happening and you didn't do anything wrong. So it's the, it's this weird thing where it's just like <clears throat> if Jackson was talking, it wouldn't be Jackson's voice. It would be the like whatever character, like a hot character in the game. So I'm not, am I saying I would do it? I would have to, there would have to be some ground rules, but. I would consider it. All right, Mike. I'll be the I'll be the girl today. You be the guy. Yeah, exactly. Let's meet yeah, up exactly. at the Honestly. playground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a whole different. Yeah, it is but crazy. Man, you've been the guy every single time. I'm getting bored of it. Yeah, that's crazy. That's cool, Black Mirror. Uh, that's a good show. Sometimes hit or miss. You know. I say most more often than not, it's a hit. Yeah, their last season was pretty meh. Their Star Trek, the Star Trek one was the best one, but you know the other ones were questionable. So you, the only one I didn't like, which I think a lot of people liked, was the, the one where it's like the robot dog. Oh, I hated that one. Yeah, hey, I wasn't a big. Fan I didn't of like that Miley one. Cyrus's episode either. Really, I actually liked that one because oh. that that I thought got like really dark. It did, yeah. Which is I, like I was gonna, I, I was gonna ask, why did you get into um, filmmaking and comedy? Wow. Hard curveball. We're talking about having sex with our friends and that. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe the, maybe it revolves around fucking your friends. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I. Uh, I was trying to figure that out. I, like, I remember in grade 10, uh, this is such a weird origin story, but it's like, I remember in grade 10, uh, like my brother was always the like bro hockey guy at our, the school we went to, St. Andrews. And uh, so I was always trying to be that guy. And then I was like, oh, I'm just going to go into business. That was, that's what my dad was in. You know, I'm going to be a business guy. And then in this ComTech class, we, uh, we had to edit this Kung Fu Panda trailer. And so I edited this and I was like, in Movie Maker, some, some shit, I was like, I love this. Like, I, I was like, I love editing this. I did one of my good friends, uh, his, his project. I did his, like, I edited a different version of the trailer. And it was, I was like, man, this is cool. And then, anyways, we, then we started SAC TV. Uh, which you was like, started. Yeah, it was like basically like doing stupid sketches and, and then we'd show them in front of the school. And it was just like, I just loved getting silly and then having to like, make it into something like Luke and I used to just go out and be like, let's just be ghost police and then fool around for two hours. And I just kept like getting obsessed with like, we both did of like how to make it look better. Like how to, how do you make it look like the movies, man? Yeah. And so I just like, it's kind of stemmed from there where it was just like this. And then I like, as soon as my brother left, it was like, I could finally be the guy I wanted to be at the school. Like he wasn't this weird fucking jock or anything but he was just the cool older brother that i was in his shadow and then i was like all right now now i'm just gonna be a fucking dummy (laughs) like making stupid stuff so i think that's how it happened you know it's all blurry i did a lot of drugs back now i you also you also (laughs) you also like coerced me i i feel like you bringing me in was like a fucking the hell's going on it was like almost like uh taking an extra dose of like holy fuck there's someone who also craves it as much as i do it's like not to say that you weren't gonna do it uh, like already but we really fucking like got addicted to going going we started doing second city like we just started doing all like these stand-up comedy competitions we'd almost like do it together it was easier because we were doing it together at the time I, i almost feel like obviously not everything was together but 
it was like, hey, look at this, or like, let's write this crazy yeah, sketch. You just that, have you have someone to keep hold you accountable. Yeah, it's just like that, that's what was that was. As much as like we were doing SAC TV with a group of other people, they were we were basically just being like, yeah, like stand here while we <laughs> shoot you. Yeah, exactly. Like, make like we would write it and then make them do crazy shit. Yeah, yeah that was great. But we have one sketch. Sean was like. We started an underground high school fight club. And what we did is we actually got actual like people to show up in washrooms and we would all just like completely mosh pit and tackle each other. And we did. <laughs> and the whole joke was we like wanted to do this Royal Rumble and we'd get as many people. We got like 45 kids to show up in this like basement and we got teachers uh, like to endorse it be like the royal rumble you got to be there like all this stuff. <laughs> oh my god and, like literally like like just and we had it was illegal is that like, on youtube or no it's no. in the it's in the the deep archives but it's so we have it somewhere we had like multiple lead-ups to the royal rumble we had like one washroom fight with like 30 people where people were like yeah. literally getting fucked up like hip checked flying in the walls <laughs> Somebody brought an electric cord and was like sitting people. Like, it was the funniest thing ever. And then the Royal Rumble, yeah. It was like between 45 and like 70 kids, and they just literally ran at each other. And like, the, it was like a, it was like Game of Thrones level fight scene, but Dude, with high school there's, kids. There's one moment in there where it basically goes like, uh, it, it's, it goes like scans around, like some kids are wearing GoPros. And it's like, you know, the scene in Battle of the Bastards where Jon Snow's like, ah, ah. there's me like, it like crammed like under a bunch of people. And I'm like, ah, it was so real. I couldn't breathe. Holy and my shit. back was like breaking. I was like, ah. And, and it was just on a GoPro. And then somebody got... on camera double kicks me in the face. <laughs> like just like, <laughs> It's oh, the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like, I can watch that again and just like, oh, oh my God. Like, a, a teacher literally endorsed it and then we panned to the gallery and people <laughs> charge. <laughs> like, we got away with so much of that. Like, yeah. Oh, man. Well, there was, so yeah, funny. even one of the videos, we had like this kind of, I don't know if it was a Terry Fox run, but something like similar to that where it was like completely for charity. You had to do it. And Mike and I were like, fuck this. We're, we're like going to avoid teachers and run through the forest and like film the reactions of like yelling at us. Yeah. And I think I, I came like 546th place and Mike came like 561. We, did, we never finished. Like we no. never actually finished. And the one teacher was like, I'm going to make you do it again. But anyway, that fight the club. The Terry one. Fox run. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, those are brutal. Those are oh, long yeah. runs. And it was those, always, yeah. God, it was always cold. The beginning where everyone sprints. And yeah. they're like, I can't keep pace with this. So uh, who, are your, who are your top? Oh, we got I was going to say, who are your top like five biggest influences as far as, is it, you can like combine filmmaking and comedy, I would, I would guess. It's a tough one, you know, it's a tough one. Because right? I, like, uh, I'll do, I, I'm trying to think, because like I, I've been doing, I've been thinking about that a lot where it's like, when people ask me that question, I used to always just like go to the classics and be like, oh, Monty Python. It's like, because you have to say that stuff, right? Where it's like, oh, of course, like uh, Steve Martin. And uh, like, yeah, like, I do like like those. I do like all those comedians. I've I've watched a lot of them, but like the people that influenced me the most was like Good Neighbor, like because we came onto YouTube at a very like influential time in our careers where it's like what we wanted to do. Right. Uh, anyway, so like Good Neighbor comedy, I was like, this is a type of comedy that's like. And then they got on SNL. They're just like huge influences. Uh, Key and Peele was a sketch comedians where I was like, oh, you can make things look cinematic. 
and you can also be hilarious like as a duo so i thought they were amazing uh ben stiller's one where i just like ben love. stiller's gotta be yeah, yeah he's he, crazy good he's kind of underrated he's so underrated so underrated he's great and he's just like what's the one where he marries that girl really randomly she she's a like heartbreak skinny, kid or something oh skinny, dude i watched skinny, that recently she's like skinny blonde yeah and it's then the heartbreak, heartbreak kid, kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and she's like yeah i'm wearing my mom's wedding dress <laughs> yeah and then she <laughs> mom's the pulls on like, she's like four hundo yeah. and she's like oh like <laughs> I used to fit. <laughs> uh, so Can you just imagine your face if you're like, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> but like everything keeps going wrong. Yeah. yeah he's the, he is really like, badly burnt. Oh yeah. He's the king actually. Like the piling on of like everything continuously going wrong. Like when he was in uh, Dude, the Meet the Parent, watch. Meet the Parents, fucking oh, Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Like so many dodgeball. Yeah. yeah. Dude, like, the Neighborhood Watch is also great. Too. I gotta watch that again. That one oh, was, was so weird, but it's good. It's like it's it's just great. And then uh, like Adam McKay and Will Ferrell, like the, them as a directing, like Adam McKay is the director that's like incredible with Will Ferrell, who's just like the funniest guy in the world. And you put those two together, you get like Talladega Nights, Anchorman, like all these guys, all these like movies that like shaped our childhood at least of just like how often. If you think about how often you would quote Step Brothers or Anchorman in your childhood, at least for us. It was Daily. probably yeah. It was probably the most quoted. And then dodgeball and stuff like Ben Stiller is just full of hits. Anyway, the, the, I think I can't remember if that's five, but no, I think it was six. And then John Mulaney, you know, just a lot of a lot of guys, a lot of guys, a lot of good 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 people. That's a good list though. Kristen mm-hmm. Wiig, another one. She's great. Uh, so mostly sketchy people who started in the sketch. People that work in the world of film and like yeah, like SNL and sketch yeah. and stuff. So. But yeah, stand up. I have a whole other list. But anyways, top three stand ups. <laughs> I actually don't. I, I have to think about that one. It's funny because I I want so bad Tim Dillon to be on the list, but for me it's like he's not. I don't watch him for his stand up. Yeah. I watch yeah, I him watch for the him po- for his, and you don't really laugh at the podcast. I'm more just fascinated. Really? Oh, I laugh to him. at the podcast. Dude, his podcast is like insanely yeah. funny. No, but like, I'm not saying it's not funny, but like I'm. It's not. Like watching a comedy show where you're constantly you laughing and laughing. But if you went there, if you went to one of his podcasts live, I guarantee you. Yeah, stitches. exactly, definitely. Yeah. So, but I, I laugh at his podcast a lot. Uh, I can't remember. I, I I don't know top three. What's your top three? George Carlin, Dave Chappelle. No, I, George Carlin, Bill Burr. Bill Burr's. And amazing. then I would say I wish I could just see a special from Tim, but yeah, I, Tim's got to be on the list now. He's still allowed to be your favorite. Yeah, yeah. I would say he right now he's my favorite. Yeah, he's he's incredible. and it's not even close. Who's like just I couldn't even say a close second to what Tim's putting out. Right yeah, now. it's true. He's like at a level where it's like I, this. I don't think it's ever been done like this where he can he's putting out a special every week, but like just sitting there ranting. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know how he can do it. Like good for him he just literally talk to himself and have one guy in the corner ben that just eggs him on it's <laughs> yeah, so good yeah. it's just so good it's beautiful stuff i mean and he's even doing it on the patreon too and it's beautiful stuff beautiful stuff so this is kind of crazy we're doing two podcasts tonight yeah yeah which we is gonna to be call insane it. we have to call but, it but uh won't you leave us off with the inspirational quote yeah your reoccurring thing where you go inspirational quote mm-hmm Hey, you know, uh, I always like to say, uh, live like your dad's dead. I'll leave it like wow. that. Wow. Where do the people find you? Uh, 
You can find me. Are you on Pornhub? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. actually are. No, we got taken off Pornhub oh uh, my God. with their updated terms of policy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. So you where, can, where can we watch the show? That's a good question. Yeah, so for heaven's sake, if you're in Canada, because uh, I know the Sean and Luke fans are heavily in Canada, you can watch it on a CBC Gem for free. And then Paramount Plus in the States, uh, potentially the Nordics. Who knows? Who knows what they're doing over there? Uh, and then Trophy Husband's Comedy and Mike Milden on Instagram and all that jazz. But thanks for having me, guys. You know, yeah, you're good friends, good people. Yeah. And Put uh, a bag over your head when you leave. The fans are. Yeah. Uh, we got to get that, that guy with the knife back. And, Hungry. Uh, make sure he doesn't talk any more shit. Listen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, subscribe to the channel. 